Taras Topolia is a singer and frontman of the leading Ukrainian rock band Antitila. He is also spokesman of the Youth Council to President Zelensky of Ukraine. In 2018, Vladimir Zelensky, the future president of Ukraine, participated in one of their video clips, Lego. Antitila has collaborated also with U2 and Ed Sheeran, as well as other bands and musicians. Shortly before the 2022 Russian invasion of Ukraine, the band joined the Territorial Defense Forces, having previously served as volunteers since the annexation of Crimea in 2014. In March 2022, the band made an appeal to perform remotely in the Concert for Ukraine, a benefit concert raising funds for those affected by the invasion, but they were refused a place at the concert due to their association with the military. As a result, Ed Sheeran collaborated with the band on a remix of his song Two Step, with profits from streams of the music video being donated to Music Saves UA, a fundraising project created to provide humanitarian aid in Ukraine. Welcome to Silicon Curtain. All our content is now available on popular podcasting platforms. Please do like, subscribe and share to help new people find our fantastic speakers. Well, Taras, I'm incredibly grateful uh, that you take time out to to speak to me here. I know you've got an incredibly sort of busy schedule. Um, first, introduce yourself. And uh, for those who are not familiar with your music, it'd be great to get a description in your own words. Hello, everybody. Hi to everyone who is watching us and listening to us. And thank you for inviting me and give me an opportunity to speak with you and to share my, our Ukrainian truth with uh, with the world. So I'm Tarastopol, I'm lead singer, frontman of Frontitila band. When the war started, we became as soldiers of uh, our battalion of territorial defense forces in Kyiv. We started to serve as a paramedic squad. Me, my friend and colleague, musician Sergei Vusik and Dmitry Zolud. We started to save the lives of our brothers in arms. And <clears throat> it was the day when our life totally changed. But because before the war started, before the full uh, scale war started, if to be correct, uh, we uh, played music, we gathered at stadiums, uh, and uh, we, we were quite popular in Ukraine, and not only in Ukraine, so now I'm sitting in front of you like like a father of three kids, like a musician, like a military military volunteer, like a speaker of youth council. And uh, I don't know, like a paramedic, because I'm still being a paramedic of our battalion, uh, like a man who, <clears throat> who crossed uh, eight months of war uh, on the front line, being on the front line, and like like a man who, with my team, with my squad, rescued a lot of uh, somebody's sons, somebody's fathers, somebody's uncles, somebody's grandfathers, you know. And it must feel a long time ago. I mean, it's objectively, uh, you know, just over 12 <laughs> months ago that the full-scale war began. Obviously, the invasion of Crimea happened and the invasion of Donbass happened uh, nine years ago. So it's not the first sort of, uh, it's not the first sort of conflict that many will experience. There's many tens and tens of thousands of people like yourself 
who would have had uh, you know military defense experience or experience on the front line prior to 2022 but it must feel like a, an incredibly long time ago yeah but for us everything started in 2014 and uh, when russia took a crimea uh, it was definitely an annexation when russia <clears throat> using uh, its proxy military uh, power uh, in Donbas region, started the war in Donbas and uh, separated from from Ukraine uh, those uh, territories as uh, Donbas region and Lugansk region. We understood that uh, full scale war will happen. It's just preparing for the full scale war. And in that time, we started to help Ukrainian military forces and both and works like. Civilian volunteers. We gathered a lot of money. If, of course, it's comparable. If, if to compare, it was not so a lot of money as uh, another charity foundation uh, gathered in that time. But uh, from uh, during the 2014, 15, and 16, uh, we gathered more than eight millions grievances, and it was a lot for us because this funds goes to. Very important supply for supplies for for our military forces. We bought a lot of very essential uh, stuff and uh, brought it to the front line. We were moving. Sometimes it was uh, more than ten points uh, that we delivered uh, military stuff from from the Kiev. So we were working working like. Military volunteers, like it was like civilian volunteers, but we were working with military, you know. So we understood in that time that it all happens because of Russia, and we need to prepare to full scale war. Because if Ukraine will move uh, forward to European Union, if Ukraine will move uh, forward to uh, improve uh, the values, European values, democracy values, and uh, like improve the democracy and like power the democracy inside uh, the country, Russia will try to defeat us, will try to uh, beat us somehow, will try to force us to we to down, we to like make down on our knees because uh, we are from year to year, we, we became uh, totally not like Russia. And Putin understood this, that uh, this, direction that Ukraine is moving <clears throat> if 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 not to stop it uh, Ukraine will destroy Russia and uh, we definitely want to destroy Russia yeah be frankly and uh, why we want to do this because Russia is a jail a jail of uh, it's, jail, it's a, a lot of uh, nations that uh, are in this jail and we need to free these nations so uh, if to come back in that time and to uh, answer what we felt, yeah, we felt that uh, that we need to prepare and we prepared for big war. And when big war started, we of course became uh, uh, military volunteers. And for now, like I'm a soldier, I'm soldier. I'm not. I became. I came like a volunteer, but now I'm soldier. And you, you've got experience in. Many places, which of course you know many will not have heard of before, but now are well-known names: Irpin, Kharkiv, Baradyanka, 
places which are now synonymous with Russian uh, aggression and atrocities, of course. Uh, and you've you've seen action in, in many of those places, haven't you? We were serving in uh, that region when Russia, Russian military troops tried to force capital and to take the Kiev. And of course, like for example, uh, lyrics uh, uh, for the song to step was written I wrote these lyrics uh, while I was serving uh, in Borodyanka. And, you know, what Russia is doing, they are acting, they, they are doing genocide, definitely, because they are they destroying Russia and Russian's military troops, uh, destroying civilian infrastructure, killing so many civilian peoples, because just because they they can, just because for terrorize just because to make uh, us afraid, you know. And it's uh, absolutely, uh, it's huge crime and Russia must be punished. And what I saw, what I felt during this this year, you know, uh, I hate Russian. I hate all Russians and all every, all that uh, somehow compares with Russians somehow because uh, those people who whoever were mm, empowered by Russian culture, those people uh, made a lot of death. So th- this Russian culture were inside of them and continue to be inside of them. This Russian culture uh, educate them, you know. So that's why I, I hate, I hate Russia and hate everything uh, uh, what uh, goes from Russian culture. And of course, there's a strong part of Russian culture that is imperialist. There's a strong imperial history to to a lot of Russian culture. Um, there's a lot of imperialism in, in 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 Western culture, but we can now try to look at that and isolate it and examine it uh, for what it is and enjoy the literature for what it is, but without seeing it as uh, you know without necessarily agreeing with the political message. Now, You've been fighting on two fronts because you talk about Russia being a jail. It's not just a physical jail. It's a jail of the mind. Um, And one of the ways to free people's minds, of course, is to create an independent cultural identity, to create strong cultural resistance as well as physical resistance to Russian aggression. And that, of course, is what you and your band are able to do. You're able to define, uh, you know, Ukrainian culture and help to make it resilient so that it can physically resist uh, Russian aggression. Yeah, fortunately, you know. Because when the Antitila, when Antitila started to play music and reached uh, big stages, big stadium stages, during this time from, from the start and uh, to the point of success, we understood that it's very important to sing Ukrainian language, to sing using Ukrainian language, to create the lyrics, Ukrainian lyrics, and to uh, power, to give energy to Ukrainian culture, because culture is our key. You know, it's our code. It's it's our language. The Ukrainian language is not just tool that we can use to to change to like share the information. It's also the tool that uh, keeps us keep this like keep this connections with our root and our Ukrainian roots, and uh, uh, that uh, goes far far away in in the past. So we understood that and. 
we have very tragical example uh, like Belarusia. They lost. They have lost their, their language, and they started to speak Russian. And uh, what happened? You see, so language it is very essential. So uh, we understood then, and we invest invested a lot of money. It's like for this year, it's it's more than million dollars in our musical content, content, like video, uh, songs, and everything else. Just because, uh, of course, we were like realized in this, like uh, it was it was our passion, but uh, we understood the the purpose, very uh, strategical purpose of this, because. If to be frankly, uh, we could sing Russian and we could uh, like capture, we could reach the Russian market and it, uh, it, it would give us much more money. You know? But we didn't uh, do this, especially, especially uh, after 2014. Because for us, uh, music was not a like, tool to not just a, like opportunity to earn money and to re realize self to make like self realize but it was like our mission and still be in our mission because we understand that we have a huge audience and we must to give to this audience uh, important senses and messages and one of the main message is that we need to love and ukrainian language we need to use this language because i think for for everyone it became clearly understandable that it is critical strategically uh and very uh, important thing nation to survive nation to continue exist and so, even more so uh, in and of time, it's not just about morale it's not just about people hearing you know beautiful words and songs um, it's actually about sort of uniting people. It's about creating the, you know, even through the darkest and most traumatic times, uh, it's a way to encourage people, I guess, to carry on resisting because it must be difficult and it must be a worry all the time that the interest of the West uh, is going to diminish, that Ukraine is being mentioned less in the media, that Russian propaganda narratives are making traction in the global South, India, China. It's a constant struggle to keep Ukraine at the top of the agenda. So do you see the role of your music as being a, a key part, not just to unite people internally within Ukraine, but to keep the world engaged with Ukraine as well. I hope I hope that we help that we are helpful in this because from the first day of the war, I till now I gave hundreds of interviews. I, I spoke with a lot of uh, European and world media, uh, uh, trying to explain what is happening in Ukraine, why everyone must to support Ukraine and how everyone must to act uh, in this case. So, uh, yeah, you are right. Uh, for now, uh, the interest uh, lower than it was six months ago, than it was one year ago. But I think it's normal because Ukraine stabilized the situation on the front line and we don't hear about such horrible uh, tragedies that was happened if, and it at first like six months of this war when every day it was like 
Russia attacked and destroyed and killed uh, hundreds, tens of people, you know, and thousands of buildings are destroyed. For now, so Ukraine stabilized situation and the front line is frozen. I'm, I don't want to say like it's frozen, but it, to compare how it was, you know, at, at the first uh, uh, six months of the, this war, you know, if to compare with that, that time, now the front line is uh, stabilized and Ukraine are preparing for a counter uh, attacking operation and uh, Western countries slowly, but support Ukraine. Of course, we need they to do it much more faster, but what we can do, we can just only ask them to do this, but not to push them because it's like independent countries, you know, it's our alias and we try to explain to them that you need to be faster, but um, it is what it is, you know. So, uh, yeah, uh, I, I understand that uh, music and uh, this creative tools as songs that works on an emotional level. And my interviews and my speech, it of course helps. It, it is helpful and useful for our nation because despite of my bad English, I'm every time and try to explain that the world must support Ukraine, what must to continue do this. And uh, it happens when I speak, uh, I can give some formal interviews, like regular interviews, but also it works when I, uh, appeal to when Antitila appeals to European and uh, American audience through our songs, and it works on emotional level. It touches hearts, and uh, even people don't understand what we are singing about. People know that we are fighting uh, against Russians for our freedom, and they are listening the melodies, harmonies, and uh, they get in goosebumps, and it works. Yeah, it works on another level. So we need to continue, to continue to work on the battlefield, on the front line. We need to continue to work on the informational front, to speak with uh, world media, and we need to work uh, as uh, creative persons, like uh, creative people, to create something interesting to uh, capture the attention of European and uh, and. Uh, people of Europe and United States and, and, and other different countries. But I don't know how to work with Chinese people and India people because, you know, we, uh, I never, uh, during this war, I never uh, get an opportunity to reach, for example, uh, somehow to reach the attention of Indian people. So I, what I remember, there were a lot of interviews from Japan, uh, Indonesia, Australia, New Zealand, Korea. There were no interviews. I, I, I gave zero interviews to Chinese uh, media and Indian media and also Africa maybe, but I, 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 can, I can be wrong. Maybe from Africa, somebody called to me, yeah. But from India and China, no one, no, but zero interviews. And recording a song with Chinese lyrics, that's going to be a little bit challenging, I think, linguistically. <laughs> yeah. But I think that if we record a song about war and about uh, how Russia invaded Ukraine, the Chinese uh, 
government will, will not allow this song to uh, became popular in China. And your music itself, I'd, I'd love to ask about your musical influences, but also put it in the context of how you communicate. So obviously your style is sort of rock music. It will be familiar in terms of the sort of, you know, the format and the theme of the music. It'll be quite sort of uh, accessible uh, to a Western audience who has grown up since the 60s on uh, sort of Western rock music. Um, that must play a part, obviously, again, politics, yes, but also the style of music um, makes it more accessible to a Western audience. I have to ask, what are your what are your key influences? Uh, you know, who who's inspired you um, to, uh, you know, to create the band and to craft your songs and style? Oh, I inspired by from the six years old, uh, I was inspired by classical music because I was playing the violin for 10 years and singing in a choir uh, and playing in instrumental ensemble. Uh, like, I don't know how to explain it, like a small orchestra, instrumental with strings, strings, small strings orchestra. Uh, but when I came, when I uh, crossed like 14 years old, point uh, I started to dream about a musical band to play live on the stage and not to sing alone but to play with comrades and finally I found uh, my friends and colleagues that they are playing in Antitila band with me that we are playing all together and they had also the same dreams as me so they came I was born in Kiev but uh, all of them uh, Despite uh, drummer, he was also born in Kiev. But uh, three of us uh, came to Kiev to uh, reach their goal, to reach their dream, to play music, and became popular and reach uh, big stages. So uh, we were inspiring first of all, uh, like by our internal will. We just it was just big desire. You know, it was just big desire, and it comes from nowhere. I don't know where, it, why it happened in my life, but when I was six years old, I realized that I must be a musician, and that's all. So, but of course, uh, I I gave this example in a lot of interviews, like if to speak about you two and Bono. Uh, you two was in my life uh, from the day when I was born, and uh, I born I was born in. Uh, 1987 and of course uh, I didn't listen to YouTube in the time because I was so young but YouTube was already a big star big big famous popular band and Bono also in the time so when I was born they were already popular and uh, when I was I don't remember maybe 10 years old uh, I bought my first CD a couple of CDs and uh, above them they were CD of U2, Joshua Tree. I was listening a lot of U2 songs and also watching on TV and ATC. So, and it's like some kind of magic when we met after like 35 years. When, to be frankly, U2 came to my life not uh, 35 years ago, maybe 30 years ago, maybe 25, I, to be like clear in this. But Finally, we have met in underground metro station on the on one stage, and uh, 
I told to him that it's really magic because could you imagine, I said, I told him, I said to him, could you imagine that somewhere far away, a young man, boy, uh, listening to your music and inspiring by your music. And after that, after 25 years, this music, because, you know, music of you too, I, I cannot say that it changed my life, but it gave me uh, so many emotions and so many so much inspiration inside to create my own songs and to reach you know, uh, my dream uh, reach uh, my goal to reach uh, the stadiums and finally to to sing with bono and i couldn't ever imagine that it, it could happen you know so it's a really uh, magical magical story and uh, I, I cannot say that I was inspired by, the, by, uh, by Ed Sheeran songs because when he became a popular and like number one star, uh, I wasn't listening to the music in that time. I was, cre I was creating music uh, mostly, you know, but I'm so proud of uh, his success. I'm proud that he, show, he show, showed, he uh, gave an example to everyone in this world that you can just play music and start from the street and uh, be friendly in this, like be, be truly, be, be natural and you can uh, reach so huge success. What What is Ed Sheeran, uh, like example of Ed Sheeran, what he's telling to us by his life story, you know, but of course he is a very talented artist. He is very number one for now, I think, artist in the world. So uh, for now, now, Ed Sheeran is inspiring me now. You know, not in my past life, but, but now. Because what I watch, I spoke with him a lot. And uh, how he's acting, how he's supporting Ukraine, how he's continued to uh, gathering the stadium, the huge stadiums. It, of course, um, give it, it, of course, uh, give me, me uh, for a, a lot of uh, musicians all over the world give a hope that uh, you can uh, that you can act like this and you can uh, achieve like reach the goal like it's Sharon. And I think it's interesting, isn't it? A lot of musicians have come out very strongly in support of Ukraine. Yes, there are writers and actors, etc. But musicians seem to be extremely strong and vocal in their support for Ukraine, which I think is fantastic because. You know, music is one of the most accessible uh, art forms. There are a few notable exceptions, however. Um, and I find it exceptionally ironic that a musician of the stature of Roger Waters, who is a uh, lead singer with Pink Floyd, I saw him perform in uh, 1990 uh, on the site of the Berlin Wall. And he performed the Wall album uh, at the point where the Berlin Wall had just been deconstructed and, you know, a celebration of freedom, a celebration of the walls coming down, a celebration of the sort of mind control and physical control being over in Central Europe. And, and you know, he celebrated in that. And yet we fast forward to now and he is, you know, repeating uh, Russian Kremlin narratives at the UN on behalf of... Um, on behalf, really, of the Russians. I mean, he would say it's different, but that is my interpretation of it. How disappointing is it when 
cultural figures of his stature don't seem to have empathy with the victim, but you know, are potentially supportive of the aggressor. You no, know, I'm a happy man if to speak about who I was impressing by, because everyone who gave me uh, every every everyone artist or musical band who gave me impression during my life, they are they are they are supporting Ukraine. But Roger Waters never was my impression. Never. I don't understand why he's doing this. For me, be frankly, it doesn't matter. You know, uh, for me, it's important that another part of his band is supporting Ukraine, and it means that it means that uh, I think that I don't I don't want to to hurt somebody next like my future world. But I think that Roger Waters need to sorry shut his mouth. Come to and, Ukraine. Uh, I mean, he should go to Ukraine and see the country of himself rather than. You know, making up this stuff before, at a distance. Just yeah. be, before, be, before, before came to Ukraine just to keep silence, not speaking nothing. And if if he wants, I, I don't think that he wants. But of course, he needs to come to Ukraine. It will be good he to understood what happened for now, that it was him aside. But, you know, the persons like this, I think uh, that uh, whatever he will will see he will uh try to explain why russia is right so you know i know the kind of people like those kind of people so they will be they will be fighting and they will be defeating like they their morals their uh like mental uh frame that they that they used to live in this that this is black this is white like that russia for for him, Russia is like something, some kind of freedom against the uh, Western totalitarian societies. As he think, you know, as he uh, used like to feel the, those societies like this, that they are totalitarian. But despite of this, Russia is a country of freedom. You know, but it's it's uh, uh, ridiculous. But he believes in this. So what I I started my answer that I. I think that it's impossible to change his opinion for now because sorry but because he's he was born so far so many years ago he's uh, you know you can't teach an old dog just to, tricks I think <laughs> he, he must he must just to just keep silence shut his mouth and uh, chill in on on, on retire on, on retirement uh, house you know that's what he must to do as I think yeah, and just but, play some music. Maybe that will relax him a little bit. Um, maybe, 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 maybe. But uh, I, but be frankly, I don't think that uh, his music is genius. Like, mm. it's only my opinion. Not like his music, but music of his his band. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's why uh, I don't feel pain because of this, because of what he's speaking. Because you no, know, when you're speaking, uh, like in. Uh, acting in Russian direction. It's your tragedy, not mine. And let's turn to something more potentially positive, and that is Ukraine's victory. Whether that comes this year, next year, depends, of course, on who you speak to, but it's now becoming increasingly likely that Ukraine uh, will be victorious. What, for you, is victory? What needs to be achieved to have a proper sense of being victorious? Obviously, there are 
so many terrible stories, so much tragedy. Those people will not come back to life. But what is Ukrainian victory for you? You know, we already paid a huge price and we we are not allowed to stop. We must get this victory in honor to our brother in arms that uh, were killed by Russians on the battlefield. In honor, uh, in memory like of our civilian people that were killed by Russians in their cities. So we must get this victory to protect all European countries and future of all freedom world. It, it, it could sound for somebody maybe like ridiculous, but we are not just fighting for Ukrainian freedom. We are fighting for, for, for the world order that will change if we will not get this victory. Totally change. It will totally change. It will totalitarian. There will be totalitarian change if we will not get this victory. So we must do this. And for me, uh, victory will be if we will take back our territories. And uh, when it will be um, tribunal for Putin and all uh, who supported him and acted with him against Ukraine. Of course, it must be a reparations for Ukrainian uh, families whose brothers, sons, dads, uncles died on the front line. It, was, it must be reparation for uh, Ukrainian government. Mm, uh, Russia must pay and rebuild uh, Ukrainian infrastructure, uh, roads, buildings, and everything that uh, Russia destroyed in Ukraine. And uh, of course, uh, NATO base in, in Crimea. We, we must establish it uh, for the future. And that's very important, to, isn't like, it, to, to, uh, for to future prevent, development of Ukraine and security? Prevent, to prevent Russian attacks, yeah, to prevent Russian attacks in future. Yeah. And we must to become a part of European Union and became a part of NATO. It will be like full our um, victory. I want, I want to. And also, I worry, uh, I worry, want. I'm waiting uh, for Russian. Uh, became Russian not to exist <clears throat> like like a state uh, in this form that uh, we used to know the Russian. So I want Russia to Russian nations that are in jail uh, to get the freedom. As well as the territories within the Russian Empire that are in jail, that are a part of this gulag uh, that Russia has become, it's also putting pressure on and trying to influence countries like Georgia, Armenia, Azerbaijan, Kazakhstan, all these other countries potentially could break free from Russia's control and influence. Potentially, yes, but we have visited situated uh, in uh, a little bit uh, in a better position on the map. You know, Ukraine has a border with Poland, with European countries. And it's so helpful. It's of course it. I I couldn't even imagine how uh, can we resist? How could we resist if we didn't have uh, this uh, common border with one Romania, Romania, and uh, but uh, unfortunately Armenia, Georgia, Azerbaijan, they don't have this common border with with Western countries. Uh, and they need to protect their 
themselves by themselves. And it's much more harder, of course. And do you see when this is over, um, when the war is over and Ukraine is part of the... Oh. I just dropped out there a little bit. Um, oh, so I'll repeat the question. So when Ukraine is integrated into NATO, the EU, and as you say, the sort of, you know, the Western values, um, of course, it will be an incredibly important element. Um, do you also see a Ukrainian renaissance in music, culture? Because people have had such incredible experiences, you know, bad experiences as well as inspiring experiences of volunteering and, and assisting in civil society. And also millions of Ukrainians have been living abroad in a variety of countries. They'll bring those experiences back with them. What impact uh, is this going to have on, on future Ukrainian culture? The, despite of this tragedy and this drama that we are living in, uh, this war makes that Ukraine opened for the world because a lot of Ukrainian people escaped from underlings and came to Poland, Germany, Italy, Portuguese, United States, and a lot of and other countries. And they, of course, uh, bring their own country, uh, culture, Ukrainian culture, and these blue-yellow colors and this Ukrainian language and this Ukrainian narrative, of course, it uh, shares uh, uh, above uh, and between uh, and other people uh, from another nationalities. And Ukrainian people are very, uh, I don't know how to say right, we are don't uh, afraid to making a job. Like we are very, uh, we can to, to work a lot. We can to be, we can be, uh, um, we can unite it. Uh, and we can, we can do uh, the job well. So we are good workers. We are, uh, can imagine something and act and uh, achieve the goals despite of uh, hard circumstances. So when Ukrainian when Ukrainian uh, man or, or woman uh, comes, comes to another country, she or he starts to organize everything uh, very good. And after two, three or five years, uh, became successful in everything they're doing. Because we are not lazy people. We love to work. And <clears throat> I hope that uh, during this year, uh, European nations uh, recognize it in Ukrainians, uh, that we are well-educated nation, that we are, that we can work, we can work good, that we can uh, communicate, uh, that we can speak and explain what are we want and achieve uh, goals. Uh, I hope that all those people that uh, leave Ukraine will come back after we'll get the victory. But uh, be frankly understood that a lot of them will stay in those countries that they are, that they came and will organize their life there. First of all, because of their childrens and because a lot of Ukrainians escaped with their with their childrens and they want uh, better life 
to their kids not to live under the shellings, not to live and hear the sirens. So uh, already done, war mixed Ukrainian people uh, above, like not, not above, but among, among another people, among the, another nationalities. And in a long perspective, like in long perspective, it will be very helpful and useful for Ukraine. I believe because Ukraine opened opened to to Europe, and uh, I as I told, I believe that we will get this victory, and we will became a part of European Union, <clears throat> and will make European Union stronger, and Ukrainian people in different countries uh, will uh, I don't know how to say, so it will be good, it will be mm. they will. Uh, um, not they will not disturb they will be helpful and they will help the economy to grow yeah that's definitely the case i mean from last year where i knew relatively little about ukraine and now have interviewed dozens of ukrainian politicians entrepreneurs cultural figures um the impression i get is of a very distinct people diverse incredibly diverse because there's no one single you know, Ukrainian character, but you have humor, you have stoicism, you have the ability to think very philosophically, even in the most difficult times. And what you also seem to have, which isn't present in Russia, is an ability to self-organize, an ability to, to create something out of nothing, and for a group of people to come together and see a problem and set about solving it and not rely on a government or organization to do it for you. And that, I think, has been one of the most striking characteristics. And to do it all with humor yeah, yeah. You already and irony. Told, you, you already told the, all that I want to, to tell you, but I uh, didn't find the words in my head. You know? <laughs> but I think the world has such a clear impression now of the Ukrainian spirit, which wasn't uh, wasn't clear to the world before. I think that's, if there is going to be a positive out of this, that that is definitely one of them. Well, Taras, it's been yeah, a please, huge... If, if, Sorry. If it's going to be what? Possible? I say, you know, there's a lot of, of, of terrible things that have come out of the last year, but the one positive is that the world has a much clearer impression of the Ukrainian yeah. and yeah. potential. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Well, that uh, that I wanted to say. Yeah. Well, Taras, it's been a huge pleasure. I know you're incredibly busy. You've got concerts coming up, and um, uh, you know you've got so much going on, and you're doing all these interviews, which is is is, is incredibly important, but generous as well. Um, and I wanted to thank you on behalf of the audience for speaking to us today and for sharing your insights and, of course, your passion and experiences. Thank you. Take care. Stay safe and be. Brave. Slava Ukraini. Slava Ukraini. Hroim Slava.